Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey, today we're going to talk about police response times. We're going to talk about how police departments prioritize calls for service. So that means if you call the police department and need something, is your call priority? Um, A cat in a tree is not priority. The neighbor's dog barking at 3 a.m. is not priority over an in-progress violent crime. So we're going to I'm going to explain that and how that works because a lot of people have no idea. They think when you call the police, a car is on the way. And surprise, 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 that's not always it. But first, I want to tell you about an event that we're having Sunday, August 22nd from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Just going to be in the morning at T4 Tactics, 22634 Timberlake in Lynchburg, Virginia. There are 22 suicides a day uh, from veterans in this country. Veterans that have served our country and have given huge sacrifices. So on August 22nd at T4 Tactics from 7 to 11, come by and get a free pancake sausage uh, breakfast. You're gonna get some uh, coffee or or, um, some uh, juice. Uh, Bean Tree Cafe located at 105 Cornerstone delicious. Uh, if you've ever been in there, they got all kinds of stuff. They're actually getting ready to go through a remodeling and uh, adding some things to their menu. But Jordan over there is going to come out with some really cool coffee. He's going to have iced coffee and hot coffee. But the purpose is for this event uh, is to bring awareness to the 22 suicides a day that occur in this country. So what you'll do is you'll come by and just do something 22 times. I picked August 22nd because of the 22. So you come by and do something just 22 times. You can do sit-ups, push-ups, jumping jacks, pull-ups, burpees. You can clap your hands 22 times. You can count one to 22. That's it. Whatever you physically feel like you can do, then you're going to get a free pancake breakfast. The whole purpose of this is to bring awareness that if you know a veteran that served, especially a combat veteran, all veterans are important, but these guys and girls that have actually seen combat have seen some horrible things, and uh, and they've got some stuff that some uh, stuff that they need to cope with. And, uh, and get through. So it might not be a bad idea if you know a combat veteran or any veteran of the armed forces to just give them a call and say, you know what, let's go to lunch one day. Are you doing okay? Can I stop by and see you? Just check on them. If it wasn't for the veterans serving uh, for way back in time up until current, we probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast in English right now. There's no telling where we'd be. So hats off to the veterans. Come out Sunday, August 22nd. 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. You're going to get um, free breakfast on T4 Tactics and some delicious coffee by uh, from Jordan from uh, Bean Tree Cafe. When they're at 105 Cornerstone, stop in and see them. Thank you, Jordan. So I want to talk today about um, police response times and what happens when you get a call for service. Let's picture a map, picture in your head. And I did a video on this. It's on all my social media pages, but I wanted to do a podcast on it. Um, But the video can be found on my Marco Galbraith 
uh, YouTube channel. If you follow that, M-A-R-K-O-G-A-L-B-R-E-A-T-H, YouTube channel. Uh, and then it's, of course, on all the T4 Tactics uh, social media. It's on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. So check that out if you actually want to see what I'm talking about with this map. But picture a map in your head. Uh, and let's say that it's a 50 square mile city. And when I say police department, I'm referring to sheriff's departments, police departments, uh, law enforcement agencies. So let's say we've got a city that's 50 square miles. And in that city, we've got six AORs, so areas of responsibility. The city is divided into six equal zones. And the zone sizes are due to crime rate. You might have a really small zone because that's got a lot of crime rate in that zone. You may have a big, huge zone because it's a rural area and doesn't take a lot of calls for service. So let's say this 50 square mile city has six zones. Ideally, and before we started defunding police departments, before we started attacking the police on everything they do, we had 17 people work in these six zones. We'd have one per zone, or we'd, sorry, we'd have two people per zone, two officers per zone, which out of six zones would be 12 people. You might have two float cars, which those guys or girls float the whole city. They don't have to stay in a particular zone, an AOR. And then you'll probably have a few supervisors. So you've got 17 people responding to calls in this 50 square mile city. That's pretty good. Uh, depending on the demographics, that's pretty good. If officers can get tied up on something, that's okay. We got coverage anywhere else. Let's take that down now with defunding the police. And let's take that down now because officers aren't getting paid what it's worth to do that job. Let's take it down because we can't get qualified officers to do it. Uh, we've got people that don't want to be police officers. So now, typically, we've gone from 17 officers to seven officers. A lot of departments are 50%, 40, 50, 60% understaffed. So you've got seven officers. Let's take a domestic violence call that occurs at 10 o'clock at night. Um, and it takes down two officers. Now we've got five officers to work six zones. It's already not working out. We have a DUI crash with injuries where a drunk person has run into somebody and there's serious injuries. That's going to take two officers to work the scene and traffic. Now we're down to three officers. What's going to happen if we get an armed robbery call or we get a burglary in progress of an occupied building? Those three officers now are tied up. So now we've got a 50 square mile city that had six zones and 17 officers. We have no officers available right now. Your daughter is 13, 14 years old. She's home alone at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night on this particular night. And she's babysitting your other kids. And she hears BAM on the back basement door, on the back door. Somebody is trying to gain entry. You guys are at the movies, you're at a play, you're out to dinner, she calls you, your cell phone for whatever reason doesn't answer, or you're an hour away at dinner and she calls you and you guys are on the way. She also is told to call 911. She calls 911 and the dispatcher finds out what her emergency is and the dispatcher is told that I'm home. 13, 14 years old, at home with my brothers and sisters. We're in the upstairs bedroom and somebody just kicked in the back door. I could hear them, several people downstairs rummaging through things. So it's a burglary in progress of your daughter and their kids. You know what the dispatcher is going to tell them? We've got calls pending right now 
that are higher priority than yours. It could be an armed robbery. It could be a sexual battery in progress. However, this particular department's prioritizing these calls is how they're going to handle it. This typically, a burglary in progress, may not be considered a violent crime. I know to you, mom and dad, it's very, very important. But if we have a sexual battery in progress, if we have a domestic in progress where somebody's been stabbed and needs police and medical attention, they're going to prioritize that call. It could be, you know, people think that when you call the police, they're on the way. No, surprise, they're not on the way. And especially in this date and time, they're not on the way. They may not be on the way. Police officers and dispatchers mean well. They want to get there to reduce injuries and save lives and arrest the bad guy, but that's not always the case. So the dispatcher is going to tell your daughter, we've got officers, we've got calls pending. We're going to prioritize this. We're going to put it on a list of calls for service. We're at below minimum staffing. We may not be told that on the phone, but they are below minimum staffing. And we'll get an officer out to you as soon as we can. Stay on the line. So she's going to talk to the to your daughter and find out you know, where they're at. What do you hear? There's no police officers on the way right now. These, a lot of police departments are telling the detectives, the CID, Criminal, Criminal Investigation Division, you're going to have to put on a uniform and work the road tonight because we're so shorthanded. Well, when that detective leaves his desk, now your fraud case, your uh, sexual battery case, your rape case, your burglary case, your stolen car case is now sitting on ice. It's not being worked because that detective now is now working the road because they're so short staffed. So we have to understand this. We have to understand that the police may not be on the way. Yeah, it could be five minutes or it could be three or four hours. When I was a cop in Daytona, we held some pretty serious calls for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, and people are wondering, where are they? We don't have the manpower to do it. Sometimes we will reach out for mutual aid to another agency. If they're not short-staffed and if they're not slammed with calls for service, they could send somebody to that house in a different jurisdiction. But we're seeing across the board police departments are shorthanded because of the issues that I issue, that I talked about before. So think about this. This is why you need personal protection in the home training. Your kids have to have a plan. Your wife has to have a plan. Your husband has to have a plan. The whole family needs to be on board with an active plan that has proper training and then you have to practice that training. So think about having uh, protection devices in your house. This could go to alarm systems. This could mean cameras. It could mean firearms. It could mean pepper spray. Uh, it uh, reinforced glass, reinforced deadbolts. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do to make your, your home safe. I'm not saying this because we teach this class. We do a personal protection in the home class, T4 Tactics. Come out and look at the whole class, teach you some tactical operations. The whole family's on board with it. This but what, I, what I'm telling you this is you have to have a plan, not just in your home, but out of your home. Have some type of means to protect yourself. Learn situational awareness, and it can be learned. It's, just not, it's not just for police officers, and it's not just for military people. Situational awareness can be very easily learned. So think about that. Think about protecting yourself outside. You have to know the law. What is the law? I've got another podcast uh, Bethany Harrison, the Commonwealth Attorney, Prosecuting Attorney for Lynchburg, came out and did a 14-minute podcast. Look it up after you listen to this one, and it talks about Virginia laws. We don't say, what if this happens? What well, What if somebody comes in my house? And they just, there's too many variables with that to give you the, the green light to shoot somebody. And remember, the last thing we want to do is shoot somebody. The very last thing we want to do is shoot somebody. We don't want to hesitate to cost our own life or somebody else's life 
but we don't want to we don't want to shoot anybody. But uh, sometimes the bad guy doesn't leave us any any um, any other avenue but to use our firearm. So you have to know Virginia law. And the podcast we did with with Bethany Harrison is just strictly saying, simply saying, these are the elements that Virginia says you have to have, and the being a reasonable person to use and not use your firearm. You got to listen to it because your jaw will probably drop. It's, it may not be what you think it is. And to stay out of trouble, listen to that. If we can help you out at T4 Tactics, then give us a shout. It's the website is the letter T, the number four tactics.com. I'm always willing to answer questions, give you some guidance, shoot me an email, text message, whatever you want to do. Uh, we want to reduce injuries and save lives, but we want to make sure that people are, are trained. The world I would say the world is changing. Our country has changed. We're in a violent culture right now, um, uh, unfortunately. So first thing is, as I talk about my active shooter response training, first thing is understand that attacks are a reality. Focus on that. Get some training. Again, if I can help you out, um, uh, give me a shout. I enjoyed uh, having you, if you listen to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Today's August 5th, 2021. And don't forget about the veterans um, event on August 22nd, 2021 uh, from 7 a.m. to 11. Hope to see you there. Take care, everyone. Reduce injuries and save lives.